What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Night Podcast. This is episode 99. I'm your host, Riley, joined by Mr. Andy Nesbitt, Mr. Uh, Mr. COVID. The COVID kid, finally, after over two years, cross-country moves, moved to Florida, went to college football games, traveled on a plane without a mask when it was allowed. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Been everywhere. One of my buddies who I golf with gets COVID. We go out to dinner. He didn't know he had it. Next day, he's got it. Two days later, I got it. So here we are, like three days into it. Damn. It sucks. Have you, is it, uh, have you been symptomatic? Like, bad? yeah, I've been like stuffy and like foggy and maybe a little bit fevery, just general, like, ugh. like more like flu kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like your head moves around and like the room kind of shakes up. Hate that. Stop. It's yeah, like that I kind of that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been br- rough. It ha- first got it Saturday night, and then just all day Sunday I spent watching the U.S. Open, which we'll get into here. But, yeah, I feel like crap right now. Yeah, so the U.S. Open was fantastic. Uh, we should probably talk about what came out this morning first before we get into the U.S. Open, because I'm sure our chat about the U.S. Open will be long. Uh, Brooks Kepka, well, Abraham Answer left, but like again, no, not Abraham. Who, yeah, not Abraham Answer. I oh, mean, I'm sure he's, man. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's a good golfer, but like he doesn't I miss really all those really times he played much. so well on the PGA Tour. It's just yeah. awe inspiring stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mix, miss uh, Abraham Answer in the mix. And uh, Brooks Kepka left no. this morning. God. And I wanna, and I wanna hear uh, your take, your take on Brooks Kepka and him leaving. Because he Bruce had Kepka. quite, he had quite the interview at the U.S. Open. Yeah, and I wrote about this last week about how the little tantrum he threw, where he was like, "How dare you guys ask me this question about live?" Like Brooks Kepka had a twenty-minute press conference. He only had like one press conference all week, and he was asked the question like three or four different times. Like, God forbid, you got to spend maybe six minutes of your week talking about one of the biggest golf stories in the history of the world. And he was like, "Well, we're talking about something that happened last week." Like it was like it wasn't like last year's last week. Yes, of course we're talking about something that happened last week. Something your brother took place in. Something that Rory and John Rahm and others could talk about and have no problems with. But oh, Brooks Kepka, I don't want to talk about this. And then today he comes out and says he's going there, which we all knew was going to happen anyways. And to Brooks Kepka, I say good riddance. Like I was looking at his stats from this year. He's been terrible this year. His best finish in a major is fifty fifth. He, he he said for years he doesn't. Oh, I don't like to practice. I don't like to play a lot. Well, then good. Go to this empty tour with your empty self and make all this empty money, and we'll see you later, bud. Yeah, I I, I kind of I felt the same way when I heard about Brooks Kepa. First of all, he was going to go. There was just in no universe was Brooks Kepka never going to not play for the Live Golf Series. That was just never going to happen. A little surprised it took this long. I think that he waited for a couple of the other big names to catch all the heat for it. And now he kind of comes in as like, oh, I'm like the seventh guy now. So I don't really have to field any of these questions why I'm going or whatever, which again is kind of a he loves to, he loves to treat himself as like this big alpha, right? And like, correct. Oh, I'm Brooks Kepka. I don't give a crap. Like, oh, I'll send a bunch of Michelob Ultras to fans that, that harass Brooke, uh, Bryson. It's like if you were the alpha, you'd be the first one to go, and you wouldn't cry to the media the other day for asking like four questions about this. You're not yeah, an alpha, Brooks Kepka. Yeah, no, it's a it's a tough look for Brooks, and I've really never had anything against uh, Brooks Kepka. Um, I actually interacted with him for the first time on the punting green at the U.S. Open. Mm. Uh, he seemed like a good guy, but yeah, I don't know. It it was um, 
It's interesting because I, I didn't think it was going to take this long. I thought he was going to be the one of the first ones to go. Obviously, he's going to get a huge bag, $150 million, I think. And we're just learning a lot about the guys that decide to go. And he it is funny. He doesn't want to play golf. Like, all these guys don't no, want to play yeah. golf anymore. You know? Yeah, I kind of get guys. the same vibe. Yeah, I kind of get the go. same vibe. Like, I'm, He's still in the field for the Travelers this week, and it'll be interesting to see if he goes to that. Um, <laughs> but, like, he doesn't want to play. And he doesn't even care. Like, oh, I don't practice. Well, then, like, you know. He's not a factor anymore in majors. You know, he's, he still could be if he wanted to be, but he's like tied for 55th, 55th place finish in the Open in the PGA, missed the cut at the Masters. Doesn't really like have that off factor, and he's a big baby, so let him go. Yeah, this is another and name, I, and it's and it's what are you, what's up? So these people on, online today were like, "Yeah, well, now we can watch the Bryson Brooks rivalry on Live." I can't think of a more empty experience as a sports fan than going on YouTube to watch a rivalry that doesn't really exist play out in an exhibition tournament that has no meaning to it whatsoever. And we did that already, and it sucked. <laughs> There's still people in 2022 going, oh, the Brooks Bryson rivalry. Like, that rivalry sucked back when it was like at its peak. It sucks even more now. It's so stupid. Dude, they did, a, they did like a match centered around the entire thing, and it was terrible. Like Terrible. that's that people on the internet really want to see that eight times a year. Like who yeah. gives a shit? I don't get it. They're going to be showing up. They're going to be showing down in, in Portland next week. Like, I don't care. Wow. Who's, who's going to get more money this week for their bank account? Let's find out. We'll find out coming up. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. And a, a lot of the guys at the U S open and, and uh, at the end Canada, we kind of talked about it already there. The guys that are playing on the live series, they're playing strictly for money and their events don't mean anything. They have no nothing. history. That's just nothing against it. But, like Dustin Johnson was this big name, right? That they brought over. He played in the U S open last week. He didn't have a press conference. So he never spoke and he was never really a factor in the tournament. So like, he kind of like for all this money that live gives like, Dustin to be like an ambassador, like no, he he can go into he went into the U.S. Open and was barely even heard from at all. Yeah, he he was he was in Brookline, Massachusetts for six days, and he was just never talked to anybody or he wasn't shown on TV. It was crazy. It's it's like that's what we've been saying about Dustin all this time is that like no one really no one connects with him. And I feel like some people try to connect with Brooks. They think he's the alpha. And they think they're alphas too, and they're not. None of them are. Yeah, the the gym bros love Brooks. <laughs> But I, what I was going to say is I, I still, and it, I don't know how long we can keep doing it where like, oh, Liv hasn't like taken anybody, but I, this is another one where like, yes, Brooks has a bigger fan base than probably a lot of the other ones that have gone like Bryson and Patrick Reed and DJ and stuff. But I still don't think Brooks is one of those fan favorites on the PGA tour that this one like stings him a lot. Like he was in my mind, he was always going. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, it's gonna suck when, like earlier today, Calmore Cow was rumored. That's that is a fucking huge one. But he that would have sucked. He's not. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. But I'm saying, yeah. like, if a guy like that goes, that's the first one that's gonna be like, <laughs> shit, that one sucks. Yeah. So it, I don't know. We'll have to see if one of those ever comes. But Rory, no. JT, no. Calmore Cow, no. John Rom, no. For what it's worth, HV three said no, which is a little surprising, but. It's good to get these okay. guys out. Just let, let's get on with it. Get these guys out and let JT's Roy's of the world, let the young guys who want to stay here follow those guys. You know, like what we saw at the Osoba was Al Torres and Fitzgerald and Fitzpatrick. There's a lot of young, good talent. And let's, you know, we're not here to like preach the, the, the PJ tour. It has its issues and hopefully it can figure out better ways to get players the more money they deserve. 
But like just in terms of competition and just morality, it's just it's good to have these guys sticking around. My voice is shot, so you're gonna have to talk a lot in this one. It's okay. I'll I'll pick us up. No, <laughs> what what you're saying is correct. Like we're not a lot of uh, media members expect you've caught some flack on this for Twitter too. The people love to say that we're being paid by the PGA Tour to push the PGA Tour instead of the Live Golf Series. Uh, PGA Tour is a mess. There's a lot of things wrong with the PGA Tour. It's insane. You just can't watch golf on TV, and there's and that's a whole nother thing. But it's just like it, it, people show their true sides when you go to live golf, man. You just yeah. know, yeah, it's just it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, next but week they'll, you, they'll be growing the game in Portland, Oregon. Thank God. Yeah, Portland, Oregon, growing the game. Yeah, love that. But something. So Jay Monahan had a meeting with the players at the Travelers Championship today, this morning, Tuesday, seven thirty, and. Morning. Oh yeah. Early, early call for the boys. And this is from, uh, I don't think golf week has written it up yet. So I'm just going to read this off of golf digest. Shout out, shout out golf digest starting next year. The fall portion of the PGA tour schedule will include eight limited field, no cut events with $20 million million purses each, uh, for the top 50 finishers in the prior season's FedEx cup standings. Those outside the top 50 will compete in alternate series of, uh, tournaments where they will fight to keep their cards and earn better status for the following season. So starting next year, uh, there is going to be a huge incentive to finish in the top 50 because then you can just earn a fuck ton of money during the fall. Yeah. Starting next year, which Again, this is in response to Live. I don't know if they would have ever done this if Live wasn't a thing. But again, now the PGA Tour is giving its best players another way to make an incredible amount of money. Yeah, and then, you know, it, why would it take the PGA Tour this long to do something like that? Like, if we were in bed with the PGA Tour, we'd be like, "Oh, it was great," but it's like, hey, what, what took you so long to, to get to this part? Yeah, this this should have been done years ago. Like, it's it's great that they're finally doing it. But again, this is those top guys make you so much money throughout the year that you just need to pay them more money. And this is a great way for them to do it. So, do you know the total? Like, what was the what was the total purse at the at the live event a couple weeks ago? Like, I know the winner got four or whatever. Do you know like what the total purse was? What was it? it was like was it like twenty five million or something like that? 25 million for 40 something guys. No, it had to be more than that. Let me Google it real quick. Like, what was the total purse? Because yeah, it was 25 across, million. Okay, so this is not that f- much far behind. 20 no. million dollars over 50 guys. Like, the winner's going to get what, three and a half million? Yeah. So just play good during the year and then you can just play in your own series of uh, live events, but on the PGA Tour at really good golf courses during the fall. Yeah, and the more you win on the PGA Tour, too, before that, the more your legacy gets remembered. Like, no one's going to go. Remember when Brooks won the Portland Pumpkin Inn Classic for Liv? Correct. Correct. I agree. So this is uh, this is good for the PGA Tour. It's kind of like, hey, we'll give you your little own Liv series in the fall. You can go make a bunch of money and then still play in all these awesome championships and then play in majors without having to worry about getting restricted, which is, again, huge. And I wonder if... Uh, this is brand new news to them. Does what? You know, like, do you think like brand new news to them this morning for the players? Like, do you think Kepka knew this was coming and still decided to do the live thing? I don't know. I, know I get this. Tour. I get the signing bonus is a big decision, obviously, but yeah, I would say probably not. I'd, I'd probably say the PGA tour played this or probably just figured this out on the fly. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, last week or so they've had to scramble. <laughs> 
Like, fuck, hey, fuck, this fuck, is what's fuck, going fuck. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But yeah, I don't want to talk about Liv anymore. Let's get to the US Open. Let's get to your week at the US Open. I'm Brooks Cupcat at his, at his uh, press conference. I'm done. You covered the US Open all for all all week long at Brookline. What was I the did. It was part of that. <laughs> so I, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Uh, this was my first time being able to walk inside the ropes with everybody while watching them play. That is just the coolest. That is the coolest. Is there uh, the anybody fan- you followed from inside the ropes particularly? Uh, yeah, I, I think I followed Rory for probably like 90, 90% of his week, I would think. At any and point, did security just kind of push you away? Like, hey, stop, stop stalking. You got to get out of here? No, no, no. Yeah, stop. Please stop following him. It's been four no, days. I don't here. think. I don't think so. I don't think so. I was walking with um, uh, I was walking with Kyle Porter a decent amount from CBS. Yeah, he's great. Uh, okay. Yeah, Kyle's a good guy. KVV a little bit from ESPN. But it's a it's a very cool experience to walk inside the ropes. Like that is very unique to golf, where you can just be. 25 feet away from the greatest players on earth when they try to win a major championship. Yeah. It'd be like covering the Super Bowl. I mean, just like walking along the sidelines during the game. Yeah. You're just like next just to, happen. you're just next to like Bill Belichick during a Super Bowl. That's the equivalent. Yeah. Like just sitting there watching the players. It was pretty crazy. It was nuts. Got, got, uh, sent a couple screenshots of the, I guess I was on TV a couple times, which I think is pretty funny. Just like, really? Awkwardly, I was looking for it. I didn't see awkwardly, it. Awkwardly in the background like this. Yeah, but it's kind of your style. Yeah, that's kind of my style. Awkwardly in the background. That's how I describe you. (laughs) 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 I agree. That's that's fine. But no, the golf course, it was one of those things where I got off the shuttle on on Tuesday morning and got to the golf course for the first time. And I saw two holes. So when you get off the shuttle, you cross uh, on your way to the media center. The first thing you see is you cross 17. So you cross, you look to your right, the tee box on 17 is to your right and the fairways on your left. And then when you walk, I don't know, 30 more feet, the green on 16 is directly to your right. So I just saw those two holes and kind of the grandstand on 15. And I was, I was like this golf course. Fuck sick. What's yeah. that par five on the back? Was it the 14th where it's like the second level? Like the second shot is way up. A I don't, cliff. I don't, I hope, I hope to God it it showed on TV. The size of that cliff is ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't realize it until Sunday when Fitz and uh, Fitz and uh, what's his name, uh, Zal Torres, were hitting their approach shots. Like how high up you had to hit it to get it up there. It was low. It was like low key kind of a trick because the path to get up the hill like isn't like stared or whatever. It's just no, you got to climb through the fescue. It's like a trek to get to the top that next section. It yeah. was sick. Yeah, it, yeah. Looked, it looked unbelievable. There was one yeah. two on the back, or maybe earlier in the back. I think it was kind of like that two layers. Just sick. That golf course just was perfect. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Fifteen is another two layer one where like there's a first fairway, then there's a then there's a path, and then there's another fairway up there. Yeah. Uh, Eighteen was, it, was awesome. By the way, your boy Rory got quite the uh, drop on Saturday in eighteen. <laughs> yeah, he did. What yeah, he was did. that? We, yeah, that line of sight bullshit. I mean, the guy was in a tree, and yeah. but there was a grandstand in his way, and he was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to fucking yeah. drop this so far <laughs> to the right because I, yeah. Because they it didn't was really one of explain the- that on TV. All of a sudden, they came back like, here's Rory. He got a drop, and he was like, he was like 
way right as yeah. like, you know, free look. I'm like, not like a totally free look. I was like, what? Where, where did yeah. that drop come from? Yeah, 18 was kind of set up kind of weird where it was a dog leg left and there was grandstands on the inside of the dog uh, of the corner. Like that was the where the gigantic, I've never seen a bigger merch tent in my life, but there was a huge merch tent over there. So if you went super far left, it, it was impeding your view to the green. So he was in a tree, but because he couldn't see the green, he was able to take like, I forget exactly the term. It was an abbreviation, but like temporary sight or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And he was just able to <laughs> drop it. Like you got like 10 club lengths of relief and then was able to, the shot that he hit was sick. It was like a swooping draw around the tree that landed in the middle of the green. But I mean, yep. it should have been a bogey, double bogey, but he made par. So, I mean, we'll take it, but whatever. Yeah. But the golf course was insane. It was uh it was probably probably the best golf course I've been to in person. I think. There, I don't know. There's a couple on Nantucket, but <sighs> before the week started, I thought it was gonna be nine because that fairway is insane. Oh, That's yeah, a, probably another one that probably didn't come on TV that well and some unless someone did one of those ball drop test videos. Yeah. Dude, it was straight downhill. It, like you yeah. couldn't walk down that section of the fairway because it was vertical. You had to go around the hill. That's how severe it was. It was incredible, but it didn't. I don't think it really came into play all week because the guys just laid up to the top of it, but to, way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't even think anybody got close because instead of trying to max it out at two fifty, they just hit two twenty and took it completely out of play, which I get. But I thought that was going to be it. I thought ten was sick. Cause yeah, like there's just a rock in the middle of the fairway and you got to go over it. Matthew Fitzpatrick, I think on Saturday ended up on top of the rock, which was awesome. Yeah. They didn't show that on TV though. It would have been fun to see on TV. Yeah. He was on top of the rock. 11 uh, is cool. That little par three. I love a, I love a par three. It's 120 yards in the U S open. One of the coolest greens I've ever seen. They just completely built it up and it was just, it was like you, it was like a turned over like bowl because everything just, it was, it yeah. was sweet. 11 was cool. Three and four back-to-back were really cool holes. Uh, three was another one where it was like a serpentine fairway because they had to build around the rocks and the fescue and stuff, and they couldn't mm-hmm. like just plow through the rocks and make a fairway. Four was a completely blind tee shot, and me and Kyle were actually talking about this. It is incredible how uncomfortable you can make PGA Tour players if you just put a mound in front of the fairway and like you can't see where your yeah. ball is landing. Hit it. And they get... That t what what t shot is that thirteen, thirteen is completely blind, completely blind. You can't see anything, and I think Rory only hit the fairway there one day because he was just like, I have no idea where to hit this, and it was yeah. awesome. It all came across really well on TV too. Like it was it was a beautiful golf course wise. It was just a beautiful, and it was such a great test, and it led to such a great back nine. Like I don't know why it took what thirty four years to come back here. Yeah, and the the overall message, even after Rory finished on on uh, Sunday, he w- he was saying that he would love to he would love to see this golf course enter like the U.S. Open Rota, and I think it's a no brainer. The messages that we got from players on site all week, and I we were talking to um, a couple amateurs and stuff that were in the field, and that that golf course is so damn good. So hopefully, usually, it gets something yeah. down the road. Usually in the U.S. Open too, you hear complaints from somebody about because it's it's always set up so hard but you didn't hear any complaints this week even with the blind shots and everything they were just like yeah of course rules this place rules yeah it was awesome it was awesome 
And obviously the huge, we haven't even said his name yet, but Matthew Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open. Uh, yep. Hit one of the, I wasn't out there. I was in the media center. I came in to watch the finish on TV, but uh, his bunker shot on 18 was sick. Sick. Out of the fairway bunker. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was, it, it was one, ridiculous. It will go down as one of the best shots in U.S. Open history. Not only did it, like, not only did he get out of the bunker, but he gave himself a look at birdie and, and basically sealed his victory with that shot. Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of the, there's been, you know, people going back and forth, like saying how hard was the actual shot? Like it might've not physically been that hard, but to do that, or if it comes up a little bit short, like if you just catch that a little chunky, it's plugging in that front bunker on the 72nd hole of the U S open with a one shot lead. Like that is an all time golf shot. He said afterwards too, that like he had been struggling with fairway bunker shots and he was like, when he saw it go in the bunker, he's like, Oh crap. And then to do what he (laughs) did there, like, to hit it, it's like the one shot that you're not really, uh, you're not really comfortable with at the moment, and then just to hit that shot, unreal. And I think KBV, the ESPN reporter, he said that he was standing there like 30 feet away from it, and he said he never heard a more crisp fairway bunker shot than like that contact that he made. Yeah, where that where that fairway bunker is, there's a little like, um, like cove in the grandstand kind of, so that's where all the media members were standing. Like, standing, I stood there like watching Rory and a couple groups coming down 18 a couple of the days. So it's just a perfect, they were literally just standing right there. Yeah. And uh, what an unbelievable golf tournament. So good. As good as it gets. As good as it gets. What was bonkers, too? There's so many crazy moments of it. Like on Saturday at one point, Scheffler was at six under. Looked like he was going to run away with it. And then you look, he was one under. And then on Sunday, he got back up to six under, like just making moves. Uh, And, you know, Fitzpatrick, Al Torres, we can talk about. He got his third, second place finish in a major. He was hitting shots out of his ass. That one putt he walked in for birdie, I think, on eight on Sunday was so good. It was the most ridiculous walk-in that I thought he was walking in because he missed it at first. And I was like, and then I watched a replay and I think he thought it was going in 10 feet outside the hole. He's like, that's going nowhere else, but in the middle of the hole, just walked it right in. It was sick. Uh, so good. It was electric. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. It was one of those, it was a golf course that, and a couple players said this after Sunday that if you hit a lot of good golf shots, you can make a lot of birdies at that golf course. But if you hit one bad shot, you can make double in a second. Yeah. So it was, it was an incredible test. Maddie, Maddie Fitz won. This was the huge storyline that journalists were in love with before the week started that he won the 2013 USAM at that golf course. So I think he's the third Jack Nicholas and Julie Inkster, I think were the first or the other two to win the USAM and a US open and US women's open at uh, the same golf course, which is very, yeah, there was those baller photos of him later that night waiting to get it, waiting while they, put his name on the trophy while I was holding on to the US amateur trophy. Yeah, love that. Love that, love that. Yeah, and then Willie Z was it was brutal. In the media in the media center, we had some guy doing radio behind yeah. us and he just had no regard for everybody else in the media center. So, we just knew everything 10 seconds before it actually happened because he was just he was just yelling. He's like, oh, "Maddie Fitz bunker shot to the middle of the green and he had to even take the club back and we're like what are we doing oh. and then uh, and then before like wills out is still like reading the putt and the guy goes and it slips by the left edge and oh. Matty Fitzpatrick, we were like you gotta be kidding me it was brutal God. but you you gotta feel for willie z man second he was my when i did my preview best bets article he was the first name i had on there 
after that PGA championship. And God, he's just getting so he's getting as close as you can possibly get. And you just he can't get it done. Yeah, and he really can't be all that frustrated with it, right? He's playing his ass off in these things. He's playing really well. Like he played, he played great in that playoff against JT. He's not losing he them. Great Sunday, just yeah. It's you brutal. Know, he's, <laughs> it's tough, but he, he's making a lot of money. <laughs> he's, he's, he is. He is you know? making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. He is making a lot of money. God, that pot there was, was that, so damn uh, close to going in. <laughs> it's crazy. There was moments like where he birdied the. Uh, Par three eleventh and Fitz three putted for bogey and like Fitz's par putt didn't even touch the hole. And like for Fitz to be able to bounce back from a three putt on eleventh hole in the final round of a Sunday, and he still had to hit like a couple more, like four or five footers, like of that range. Like just the mental strength that that kid had down the stretch was just so much fun to watch. Yeah, and we talked to him we talked about him last week on the show. He's he's one of those guys that where just like Zalatoris, when the golf course is harder and the playing conditions are harder, that's the guy that you're like, oh, Matty Fitz will play good this week. And that's why I picked him to win the U.S. Open in my pool last week. There you go. Who's your I'm other guy? JT. Okay. He won like 75 Wait. grand. But last yeah. week I picked Tony Finau, who was 948,000. So in the last two weeks, I've made four or four million points. Fuck I've gone yeah, from two hundred. Here we come. Here we come. I've gone from two ninety ninth <laughs> out of six hundred teams to one hundred six. Top sixty get paid out. We're moving on up. Oh, we need it. We need <laughs> if we can get if we can get two more wins. I mm-hmm. think I think you'll win money. I think we got to get two more. Yes, but we we made huge strides the last two weeks. Actually, if you get a couple more like top fives, we're coming. Especially at the open, if you can nail the open. Yeah, it would be. If huge. I can get another. If I get like these majors now, where there's so much money, you can move up. So God, I forgot you had Maddie Fitz in the Survivor thing because I remember last yes. week when you said your two players. I'm like, oh my God, we're locked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So my I buddy know. was texting me like during the final round. He's like, oh my God, Fitz, like my my teammate. And as soon as that putt rolled just one inch left for Zalatoris, he's like, oh my God, we did it. Like, yes. Yeah, dude, that was another putt by obviously I knew it wasn't going in because of the fucking radio guy, but uh, at 10 feet out, I thought that was going in. It was just was like, I, I didn't know how that didn't go. I thought in it was going in from six, six inches out. Like I was shocked to see it. Yeah, the hole. 100%. But yeah, so, Willie yeah, Z has got nothing to be ashamed of. He's, he, there's no choking. There's none of that. He's just he played his ass off. Sometimes he's lose to somebody. Yeah, sometimes somebody just makes one more shot than you and that was the bunker shot and then you just got to deal with it. But yeah, that kid's going to be he's um he's just gonna be a problem in majors just because he's he's so he's so mentally tough like he's yeah. fine with hitting fairways hitting in the middle of the green and then if you make a 25 foot putt you make it if and not you make those little, like those little four footers we talked about where he's owned his yips kind of i guess like he had a couple over the weekend where like nbc showed it where it's like whoa like it felt like itv was buffering when he brought his putter back and he just owns it. He's not like none of those are really leading to any really big missed putts. No, and he's got a. He's smooth from he's smooth from outside of four feet. He's 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 got no issues at all. Well, that's what we were saying in the media center too. After he put his approach to, on eighteen to like eighteen twenty feet, we were all like, oh, "That's his range." I'd rather put him being there than four feet away. Hundred percent. Totally. Hundred um, percent. A couple other guys. Uh, Colin Morikawa was a little disappointing on the all, over the weekend. He played really well wasn't he wasn't he the solo 
uh, Friday night leader. Yeah. I think he was winning by, we got to five under, I think. Yeah. Um, And then when the weather came, he just uh, disappeared, which is, I don't want, I don't want to say acceptable. What's the, what's expected. Maybe he, he Hmm. can't hit his normal golf shot right now. He came in just playing a total different shape. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that can't be easy. So you got to give it to the guy for competing for a couple of days. I mean, he shot two sixty sixes and didn't win. Yeah. He, he fell a couple, we lost a couple guys on Saturday to the, those brutal conditions. It seemed like it was cold and very windy there. How was it freezing there on Saturday? Yeah, it was, it was, it was brutal. Sunday was even supposed to be the colder of the two days, but Sunday was actually fine. Like the sun wasn't out, but it was probably low sixties. The wind was just nowhere to be found really. So Sunday was a, a nice walk Saturday night. The tea times were late as shit for some reason. That was so stupid. Yeah. 345 tee off for the final. Yeah. Game. And I followed Roy for all 18. So I was on 18 at like 810 at, at night. And it was brutal. It was windy. Jesus. It was probably like 50 degrees. I had shorts on. It was awful. Ugh. But the weather on Saturday was terrible. It was blowing at 20 consistently. It was probably 55 degrees, no sun. But yeah, yeah we lost brutal. some guys. Yeah. Rory played like crap on set. Not, I don't know. Rory had a weird tournament. Yeah, it was great to see Joel Damon play well on Saturday and Sunday. Good. Hell yeah. And I think that's another great thing about the golf course is it allowed any any style of player to to be able to contend, which I thought was great. Yep. Like it wasn't like Wingfoot was maybe one of the worst U.S. Opens of all time. And that's not me being biased because Bryson won. I mean, at Wingfoot, you it was a long drive competition. And whoever yeah, like putted the best was going to win. Bryson and I think that's into the stuff and just hitting his wedge up to the to the green. Correct. Exciting. Yeah, it wasn't exciting at all. And like you see at a venue like this, like Bryson had no shot because the greens are undulating. They're very hard. You have to play certain different styles of shots. You can't bomb it all over the place or, or unless you're fucked. And that's golf courses that Bryson just can't play. And that's why he can't play the uh, Augusta. Like these kind of yeah. golf courses, like those guys that just hit it as far as they can and then try to play golf from there. You can't win at this kind of place. Bryson's not a very interesting player. No, and golf, I actually, Golf Digest wrote a piece about uh, Bryson this week and said uh, once, I forget the title, but like a once like cultural or phenomenon or something like Bryson DeChambeau is just another golfer on the PGA Tour now. Like all yeah. the buzz around Bryson is completely gone, which I love because I've hated yeah, that guy. It was all about, wow, he hits the ball far. But it's like everyone hits the ball far. Like, yeah, like, they thought it was, how, they thought it was like sick. in awe. Can you be of long drive? Like, wow, 370 yard drives, like no length of drives anymore. Wow me. No, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up some stats because people always thought that the whole Bryson thing was, was crazy. And it, and a couple of times he hit the golf ball a long way, right? There's Bay no Hill shot, the right? Bay the Hill. Bay Hill shot. He hit a cool, he had a sick drive. Like that's but you awesome. remember they're like, Oh, he's going to tear apart. He's going to tear apart. Augusta because his he's just gonna put it in places you've never seen before. No, he didn't do that. He did not do that. Um so Bryson isn't uh listed obviously because he's been hurt all year. So let me go back to this year or last year and I'll see what his driving distance was. So Bryson DeChambeau, who is what six two, two hundred and I don't even know what he I mean, he's a giant human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, last season on Tory averaged 323 yards off the tee, wow. which is like, which is like, damn, like that's a long way, but whatever. Yeah. Number two, Rory McIlroy, 
who is 5'9", 175 pounds, averaged 320 yards off the tee. Like, is it really that cool? I think everybody <laughs> no. realized that he just doesn't hit the ball that much further than the other guys on tour. And they were like, well, why is this guy cool anymore? He's just a fucking weirdo in a weird hat. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, there's nothing that there's nothing that sticks out. Like I, I'm not I, I'm not gonna be like, and this doesn't have anything to do with live. Even there was no live, I'd be like, oh wow, Bryson's playing. I got, I can't wait to see how far he hits his drive on TV. Yeah, who cares? I don't, I don't care. But uh, what do we have? Any we got anything else from the U.S. Open? John uh, Rahm oh, was up, John Rahm was up there again. Obviously, you missed the uh, TV coverage. It was abysmal. Oh yeah, if you I don't know if you have the voice for it, but if you want to go on a little uh, TV coverage, I didn't. Oh, Saturday didn't was so bad, just so many, so many timeouts. There's so many commercials, so many playing throughs, so many features that weren't needed. Like at one point, there was eight guys left on the course, you know, the final eight guys, and they were showing previous highlights from the round. And it's like we've all been watching, and if you haven't been watching, you don't need to show highlights from earlier today. Like show the guys that are playing, like Rory on one hole. He was on the fairway, you know, approach shot. And I'm like, oh, okay, here comes his approach. And they're like, oh, this is his third shot because he had to punch out. It's like, all right, well, you didn't show us his drive. You didn't show us his punch out. <laughs> now he's, now he's yeah, I'm like, what are you guys doing? And then on Sunday, I wrote about this. They hit their 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 low on Sunday when they showed Willie's outdoors early in the round hitting an approach shot. And they showed the leaderboard and Scheffler went from four under to five under. And we didn't see the shots. And it's like, okay, I guess Scheffler just birdied somewhere. It was like Faldo at the Masters. And so then they're like, all right, now we're going to show you Scotty Scheffler. And we're all like, boy, I wonder what he's going to do here. <laughs> like, how do you not, how do you screw that up so much where you, you, give, you give away on a Sunday of the US Open, you give away a, a key moment early in the round where it's like, you can't switch over to Scotty Scheffler. You have no one watching to see how, to do, how this works. And if you don't do that, don't update the leaderboard so we see that he's gone to 500. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah, there were so I many was like there's and like Mike Wan, you know, the USGA president, like he came out Sunday and said he's going to work on it and like later on in the round it got better on Sunday. But it was abysmal. There were so many commercials, there were so many playing throughs. And playing throughs to me count as commercials cuz the, uh, the you can't see audio anything. The audio is a commercial and like they're like, "Yeah, and here's something going on over here and you you, you don't really know what's going on." Uh, Saturday, like I had friends text me who were like, they saw my tweets and they're like, you know what? I haven't watched this in a while. Like, you're right. This is really hard to follow along. It's the U.S. Open on a Saturday. NBC's done this for years. It's like, what? What are you guys doing? And then like they'd have moments where they'd come back from commercial and they would show Mike Tirico and Justin Leonard and they'd be talking about the round, what's been going on. It's like, there's golf. Just show golf. Just show golf. We don't need to see announcers' heads ever during a golf broadcast. Just show golf. That is one of my my biggest pet peeves is when CBS or NBC goes inside the booth. It's like, I don't want to stare at Jim Nance's face. I can yeah. listen to them talk about the nonsense they're talking about, but please show, show it over the guys shots. doing the golf thing. That's what like, I'm here you for. You have all that going on, and like it's Saturday. It's taking forever. And it's so bad, and like you're missing shots. You're missing key moments. And then they're like, all right, now we're going to talk to Keegan Bradley about his round. And they're like, so Keegan, what was what was it like having that crowd coming up 18? It's like, there's golf going on. I don't need to – I know Keegan's going to be like, it was really great. It was really cool walking up there. Like, there's just such old school vibes of how to broadcast a golf event that need to be gone. Just need to be gone. Just show golf. We don't need features. We don't need to be – we know Francis we met walked across the street. We know his house is over. We get it. It adds nothing to the golf tournament. No one cares if, about 1913. 
if you're going to do it, just do it on Thursday. Get all yes. that shit out of the way. I know that a bunch of new people watch over the weekend because it's the final rounds. Put all that shit on Thursday. If anybody that is here watching the tournament, we don't care about that crap on the weekend. No. Show it before the important shit starts to happen. It was brutal. It was Saturday. It was absolutely brutal. They just, they just, I was like laughing. I'm like, now they're showing highlights of golf. It'd be like, we're here in the fourth quarter, Patriots, Dolphins. They're about to snap. Let's show you what happened here in the first quarter. You know, it's like, why would you do that? If you missed the first quarter, you missed it. We're watching the fourth quarter right now. Just show the fourth quarter. Just show it. It's not hard. Show golf shots. It's not that hard. Just to show the golf. Yeah, not hard. God. Oh, before we get into the track, do you have anything else for the U.S. Open? It was fantastic. I can't tell you how good it was. I'm rocking the shirt right now. Unreal logo, too, by the way. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Look at that. What is that? A little squirrel? A little squirrel. Is he eating a golf ball or a nut? Little little nut. Nice. Love that. Uh, Your boy retired. Nikki Faldo. Nikki Falds. Retired. Faldo to you. Uh, Correct. Sorry. Sir, Nick Faldo. Uh, retired and uh, the man himself, Trevor Immelman, which I think is a great call, is uh, will be replacing him uh, in the booth for CBS. That, it's uh, it's sad to see Nick Faldo. Nick Faldo will leave at August, right at the, at the end of the uh, Wyndham Championship. So we got him a yeah. couple more months. Uh, wants to go away after eighteen years. I didn't realize he's been doing that for eighteen years. It's a long time. That's crazy. That's a long time. And uh, you know, we're gonna miss all those little jokes he made about himself and took away from the uh, the action. Yep. Um, and we, we wish him well in his retirement, selling golf shoes that have square things at the squares, baby. With your golf swing speed. Uh, is Trevor Illman, you say he's great? Yeah, I mean, I guess, sure. I mean, it's, um, it's, <coughs> it's, it's, uh, let's say, let me tell you, let me say this. Of, of the golf announcers, I think he's one of the better golf announcers. In yeah. announcers in general, golf doesn't have a lot of those. But of the announcers within golf, Trevor is probably one of the better ones. Speaking and I like golf, to listen to him talk because he has a great accent. Speaking of golf announcers, uh, golf announcer DM me this week after my Brooks Kepka column. Former PGA champion. PGA champion? Current golf. PGA, cha- PGA championship champion. Current announcer. Justin Leonard. Wrong. I don't even know if he's one of Rich PGA. Beam. DM me. Rich Beam. I think it's interesting what, did, what you what wrote Rich about. Rich Beam had to say. Brooks. <laughs> we had a good he was kind of like on Brooks' side, but he did it in like a in a nice, <clears throat> respectful way. We had a good give and take. Like I walked away from it being like, Rich Beam's a nice guy. But Beamer just he's like, I just wish America could get Skies, because you work for Sky sports he's like i just wish america could get our broadcast I'm like so do i so do i rich. i think uh does rich beam do on course is he an on course guy yeah i think i met rich beam without knowing it was rich beam he was like what's up man i'm like hey and i was walking by and we talked for a couple minutes and then i walked away and i'm like i don't know who that is rich beam baby i guess i was rich beam i also uh uh chatted with smiley kaufman a little bit this weekend shout out smiley, smiley. he's a great guy smiley's the best yeah. He was on featured group for NBC. He was at, he did a really good job. Smiley. So shout out him, but shout out Smiley. I know. Um, I know Shane Bacon did a little bit of the telecast in the morning, yep. which I don't know why they stick that guy in the morning. 
then he did but, uh he was doing feature groups he did homeless feature group on saturday and sunday oh did, they, did he transition to that cool yeah good but yeah just um man it's really hard to especially for me to put this above the masters it was because what rory did on sunday but this was probably the best major this year yeah oh yeah you do you agree I know the PGA went into a playoff, but just this golf course was better than Southern Hills. Uh, yeah, this, the names the, were better. The name, like Matthew Fitzpatrick, Scotty Sheffer, Will Zalatoris, Hideki Matsuyama, Calmore, Kawavori, McIlroy were the top five. Why do you call him Hideki, by the way? Hideki. Yeah. Why do you call him Hideki? Was it Hideki? Hideki. I think I think I I think I mix it up. <laughs> I think I do both. Hideki. Hideki, Hideki. I do both. Fuck it. <laughs> Hi, Hideki. Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki. Now I'm going to, th- every time I have to say his name, I'm going to think about which one I'm using. Shit. That's funny. I had no idea I was doing that. My bad. Yep. And I knew it was the other way, but I don't know why I'm saying it like that. That's funny. But we that's an names, unbelievable top five. The names, the course, the US Open. It was, it was perfect. Best, Easily the best major there. Yeah. Crazy good. Uh, now it's travelers time. I know that it's not a great, that's not a great transition, but the travelers is, um, and I've said this a couple times on the show, slowly becoming one of the better non major events of the season. Mm -hmm. Just cause the, the field stack, the golf course is really cool. Uh, one of the, I think, uh, who was it? One of the amateurs had their press conference this morning. And he he said that he was glad he decided to play in the tournament because TV doesn't do the golf course justice. He was like, "This golf course is amazing." Yeah, you now always rave about now that, that he's golf played course. it. I love it. I love. It. And I mean, it's not like it's not like the country club, but for a TPC golf course that we see every year, it's one of the better courses that we play on during the season, which I love. And I'm biased because it's down the road, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, what do you do? You uh, you usually like the Travelers? Travelers uh, week. I guess I enjoy. It. I like the final couple holes. It leads to some fun stuff. I like that drivable par four. Was it sixteenth hole? Maybe the no, the closing strat fifteen. Yeah, fifteen's a drivable par, par four. Seventeen's that par five with the water on the right, and then eighteen, which we saw ninety two times last year in that playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, a closing the, stretch to it. Yeah, the last the last four or five holes at this place are awesome. Yeah, are really really good. I love that part, drivable part four, the fifteenth hole, because you can tug it left and go on the water. Like there's, there's a lot of guys miss the green, but get up around it and have tricky shots. I like the more of those kind of drivable part fours that risk reward are fun to watch. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't hit that green in regulation, it's not an easy birdie. Just because you yeah. can get in some really bad spots around that around that green. Just really good. That par three, you got to carry the water the whole way. 17, that water lurks on your drive and your approach. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And the field's loaded. Five of the world's top 10 players are here. Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, um, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, and Patrick Cantlay, I believe, are the five. Yeah. Dude, my guy's all the way back up to world number two. How do you like that? Right? I saw that. That's we like that. Yesterday when I saw that. And we like that a lot. Like that a I was lot. in a COVID cloud yesterday. And I go, oh look, Rory's number two. I bet you. My I didn't even Riley know. Would like to see that. I didn't even know. I randomly saw it on Twitter yesterday. I'm like, 
Rory's back up to world number two. Love that. Didn't your girlfriend bring you a cake yesterday that had number two on it? It was like, hey, Rory, this is for Rory. He did it. He finally got back to number two. He did two. it. He's number two. He's number there you two. Go, honey. He's the second one. <laughs> He's the second guy. He's the second guy. Uh, Brooks Kepka is in the field this week. I don't know if he's going to play. Yeah, it's one of those right? weird things where the PGA Tour didn't suspend anybody until they hit a golf shot on live. Yeah, so we could. So play, he could play. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Matthew Wolf is also in the field this week, and I guess he's another one that's suspected to go to live. But like, he hasn't known. He forgot how to play golf a couple years ago. So again, not a huge yeah. loss for the PGA Tour. Uh, the golf course. TPC River Highlands, par 70, 6,852 yards. It's a shorty, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Got to hit fairways around here. The rough is really, really thick. It's tall. Um, the fairways are actually a little bit on the wider side, so it's easier to hit fairways, but if you don't, you're kind of fucked. And then putting usually plays a pretty big role in this because this winning score is usually pretty deep, like mid-teens usually wins this tournament. Uh, so whoever runs into a really hot putter is going to uh going to contend which is fun uh betting odds let's see uh Roy McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler are co-betting favorites at plus 900 Justin Thomas is at 1000 Patrick Cantley is at 1300 Sam Burns is at 15 Jordan Spieth and Xander Shoffley are at plus 2000 man what a field Jesus uh Seamus Power Tony Finau Sungjae Im Joaquin Neiman are at plus 3000 and Mark Leishman, Brian Hom, and Tommy Fleetwood, Brooks Kepka, Mito Pereira, Davis Riley, and Aaron Wise are at plus four thousand. Solid. Solid. I haven't done a lot of research because I've been battling COVID nineteen. So I want to hear about your names and who you like. Uh, there's a couple that come to mind right away. Um, uh, we can get this out of the way. I'm going to bet on Rory probably. Um, He's, he's actually that he's, he's be a exhausted. little bit. That's the only thing. Canada, That's the only thing. That's the only thing. Carrying the golf world on his shoulders. Now he comes to Hartford, Connecticut. And it's like, uh, like he can decompress a little bit. And 100%. 100%. He knows vacations so that, kind of coming up for before the open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a couple, he's got a couple weeks off. I don't think, um, I think he plays in Hartford and then I don't think he plays again until St. Andrews. I think he's done. Mm-hmm. I think he's like, I need to get away from a golf course. Um, or at least competitive golf. So that's the only thing that's a little worrisome, but he's made uh, three starts at Hartford over the last five years. And he's finished inside the 17th or better all three times. So he does like it here. Uh, it will just depend on, you know, fatigue level. He obviously comes in in good form. Uh, Patrick Cantlay is another guy that loves this golf course. Uh, he's played here the last four times it's been held and he's cu- finished inside the top 15 all four times. So this is uh and this That's is kind the, of a Patrick Cantlay golf course. It's exactly. like kind of short. You can make a lot of birdies. Like he'll he'll have a chance to win here for sure. I still have him. I was he was the guy I was leaning towards a bigger name because now you know at 100, 101, 100 first place, I need to make more money. So Cantlay's a big name I've left. There's only one major left. I'm not going to use him at the British Open. So I was thinking Cantlay this week. I like Cantley this week because he comes in decent form, like top 15 at the U.S. Open. I think he was, what, top five at the Memorial. Uh, he missed the cut at the PGA, but that's a major, so don't count that against him. Second at the RBC Heritage. So, like, he's he, he's playing good golf, getting yeah. to a golf course that he plays well at, and this is a very Patrick Cantley kind of tournament to win. So I like that pick a lot, actually. Thank you. 
Yep. Uh, Sam Burns has back-to-back top 25s here coming into pretty good form, obviously. Xander Shoffley has two top 20s in the last five years. That's a couple big names. Uh, Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon loves this golf course. Yeah. Uh, three top eight finishes are better over the last four Traveler Championships. Damn. And he's coming in a decent form. I know he finished, I think he even finished outside the top 40 at the U.S. Open. But he was in the mix after well, yeah. after 36 holes. So I just want, it was Saturday kind of killed him. Um, I'll always remember Brian Harmon because he's the guy I picked in the match play championships this year and he lost. For sure. He definitely lost. Remember when I went out of that whole bracket thing and I ended up with Brian Harmon as my champion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just kept riding, Brian. I'm like, man, he's going to really do this. He's going to take them all. Which I, re- I re- Look at Jordan Spieth here this week. And uh, he uh, battled with a stomach illness or something last week. But his hole out in the playoff Flew is game. five years five years ago. Five like years ago. Where he was throwing his putter and celebrating with Geller. Man, five years ago. Five years ago. That does not seem like it was five years ago. No. What a great tournament that was. Young yeah. Young DB. Right? Wasn't that again? Wasn't yeah. that burger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Your boy, your boy Keegs. Your boy Keegs. has uh, has two top eights in the last five years. Here comes into. Good, I saw you wrote a story form. on Keegan at the at the uh, U.S. Open. Wasn't my idea. Sometimes you just got to write stories that got to get written. Yeah, did a good job telling the story that. of Boston's brightest star. Yeah, Boston loves Keegan Bradley. Love Keegan Bradley loves Boston. One of my favorite players on the PGA Tour. (laughs) (laughs) He and his caddy on, um, what is it, the 17th hole? They had a a 10-minute conversation on Sunday where they're like, you know, like NBC like let out and just let them have this conversation. His caddy was talking into one thing. Keegan was trying to talk his caddy into another thing. Finally, they both came to agreement, and they're like, yeah, this will put you right up five feet if you hit the shot. He's like, okay, let's do that. And then after 10 minutes of talking – Keegan hits it like 30 yards short into the bunker. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> like, like all that for like 30 yards short in a greenside bunker. Yeah, not even a relatively good shot. Just terrible. And like they kept going like, so this will get me to 94? He's like, yeah, so hit this one 92. He's like, okay, so this one will get me 88 to get to 93? Like, yeah. Like, okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, Keegan's shaking his club. I love that. I love that. I love that. But 30 yards short in a bunker. I don't know if there's anybody more obnoxious like before he hits a shot than Keegan Bradley. Yeah, he like squats and spins it, and if his first step spin, isn't good, spin, he's got to do it again. Spins, spins, oh. squat, spit, spit, squin. I remember like when he was in when he was winning the Wells Fargo, and we had to watch every single one of his shots. I was going to kill myself. Yeah, but uh, no, if you were going to take uh, if you were going to take somebody f- for your uh, one and done thing, I think Patrick Cantlay is it is a fantastic. Yeah, he's gonna be pick, my pick. Which I love. Thank that. you. Love that. We need that one to hit. We do. We need to get a couple more winners down the line. Mm-hmm. But we're right there. We pushed. We made four over four million in the last two weeks. A huge, huge. That's game. a huge jump. Huge game, man. And that's kind of sucks too because you <laughs> use JT, and you would have liked for JT to have a little bit better of a week. Exactly. Yeah. Like this. That's been the story of my whole season: picking guys and then like like a minute too late to the party. Scheffler missed the cut at the PGA. Just JT got me seventy five. Rory, I had somewhere. He got me okay. Dustin Johnson missed no, a you cut had Roy, somewhere. You had Rory at the Masters. Yeah, he did okay for me. Yeah, I think second's okay. Yeah. 
Oh, man. So, who are your picks? What do you like? I think I just talked myself into Patrick Cantlay being one of them. Ooh. I like that. Uh, I'm going to take Rory because I have to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people on Twitter and media that are Rory fans jumping ship after the U.S. Open, and I don't want to hear it if he ever wins uh, a major again. I saw that guy from the Golf Digest wrote up. I have to break up with you a story. If he if he sends out a, a, a tweet, like if, if somehow Rory wins the Open at St. Andrews, I don't want to hear from that guy. <laughs> I'm gonna write. A, I'm a gonna write. A, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write an article about that guy if Rory wins. Yeah. You should write an article shame, this week of Rory. Everyone's jumping off ship, so it's just me and you now. Mm-hmm. Rory, Look at Island, us. baby. Look me at and us, you, Rory. Look at us. Who, look at us. Who thought we would be here? Who Not me. Thought Rory. <laughs> Not me. That golf digest guy. He's gone. Gone. Everyone else gone. Me. I'm right here. I'm wearing a it's Nike hat right me. now. I'm wearing a this Rory is, McElroy look at Nike that. hat right now. That's so Rory. I do look good in this hat, though. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Not as good Fantastic. as Rory does, but good. Yeah, picks. Uh, Brian Harmon's going to be one of them. Patrick Cantlay's going to be one of them. Um, oh, I had one more. Uh, well, Rory. And, oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my other one. Who? Alabama product. Alabama Um, man? Alabama product. Good friends with Justin Thomas. Lost to Sam Burns in Tampa, Florida. Oh, I know that You you took him a couple weeks ago, I believe. Davis Riley. Davis Riley. Davis Riley. Guy's on a heater. Guy's on a heater, and this is a golf course. Uh, Innisbrook is another one where, like, Innisbrook isn't super long, but you got to hit fairways around Innisbrook. You got to putt well. It's kind of the same thing. Like, Innisbrook is a comp for TBC River Highlands. Uh, I really like Davis Riley. I think what are his last three starts, last five starts? 31st, 13th, 4th, 13th, 9th. He's never played here before, but I don't think this is a golf course that you have had to play a lot to be successful at. I don't think. No. Everybody just must be thankful that Bubba Watson isn't in the field. I know. I've had him before at this place. And he, one time he, that's when he blew up on like the 17th hole or 16th. Yeah. Hole he should have won last. That was last year. <coughs> Blamed it on his caddy. He that was winning. Was like he was bubble. winning on like the 14th hole last year. And then yep. we just kept, we were sitting on the 18th green and we just watched his name fall down the big leaderboard. And I was like, what is going on with Bubba? And he was just bogey, double, bogey, Bubba. bogey. Bubba. 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 But yeah. I got nothing left. My, my mouth, my, my voice sounds awful. We were talking about Jordan doing, or uh, Speak doing a flu game. You're doing a flu game. Yeah. Which I guess was f- a food poisoning game and not a flu game. But people or a hungover talk, game. People don't want to talk been hungover. about it. Could have been. He was in, extremely hungover. In the uh, documentary... Uh, they said it was uh, bad pizza, right? Wasn't that it? He needed yeah. food, and they ordered it at the last second, and he got sick. We get sick from a pizza. Who in the history of the world's ever gotten food poisoning from? What can you put on a pizza that'll give you food poisoning? Can I tell you something? Getting getting food poisoning from a pizza is kind of like a weak move. Yeah, no. One's You're gonna let a pizza gonna... dominate you like that? A pizza? 
He wasn't food poisoned. That'd be like, yeah, you would be like, if you said like, yeah, I had some shrimp or some mussels or some sort of seafood or some chicken, raw chicken. Something that can be undercooked. No, yeah. No anything, no one, anything on a pizza that is undercooked, it's just cold. Yeah. You know? So Sausage, nothing. pepperon. You can eat that cold. We used to at the, at the, when we, when I worked at the pizza place. Yeah. You know, what, what topping you're getting on a pizza is going to give you food poisoning. I was going to say chicken, but the the chicken, yeah, the chicken is pre-cooked. It just needs to be heated up. Yeah, no one's eating chicken pizza in 1990s. Like no one had, no one had chicken (laughs) on pizza in the 1990s. Actually, what's your, what's your, this is people are going to love this conversation. What's your go-to pizza? I enjoy a pepperoni and mushroom pizza. Pepperoni and mushroom. I've never been. I've never been a mushroom guy. But I also like and to it's, do my second. I make pizzas at home. I make really good pizzas. I make my own dough. I do it all up. My whoa! This is a great combo: green pep, onion, sausage. Yeah, that was uh, when I. That's probably the pizza I made the most when I was when I was slinging pies back in the day. It's the best. You get the the crunch of the veggies and the meat of the sausage. Mm-hmm. It's like eating yep. a sausage outside of Fenway, but it's thrown into a pizza. Let me tell you about something. I had one of those when I went to the Sox game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know if so there's good. a better sausage in the world than like a Lansdowne sausage. So I'm just got some guy in a cart. The best sausage in the world is the Faneuil Hall 130 AM sausage guy. Mm-hmm. When you walk out of a bar, you're hammered. Here's eight dollars, and you wake up in the morning and mustard all over your shirt. But it was fantastic. Yeah, you're burping up sausage in the morning. Like, (laughs) oh, I guess we went to the sausage guy last night while we waited for our cab. Yep, that's right. Oh, good. That's a good Uh, sausage. But yeah, yeah, Lansdowne sausage sausage is fantastic too. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I don't know. My I uh, I I mix my pizza up sometimes. I'm like sometimes just like a big cheese guy. Like just yeah, give like me a, a plate. Let me just give me a plate because I think if you find a place that has good enough pizza, I think a cheese pizza is fantastic. I make a lot of South Shore bar pies. They're from the South Shore of Massachusetts, where it's like in a ten inch pan. It's super thin. Love you get it. it like bars in, in South Shore where you just yeah bar pizza like six dollar pizza. You watch TV, yeah. drink a beer. Yeah, I'll do like a couple of those. One will always be like a cheese, but it'll be a couple of cheese blend, and then one will be like either a pepperoni. I like the pepperoni is a cup up. Love that, you know, those, those for cups. the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, for the aesthetic. yeah. It's just like crunchier and it's more uh, it's more enjoyable than a regular pepperoni. Got a little grease puddle gets at the bottom of each one of them. Yeah, so if, yeah, if yeah. I can find those pepperonis, I'll just do that. No mushrooms, just like a truckload of those pepperonis on the pizza. Love that. I see yeah, you. I see you fun. posting that on uh, Twitter sometimes or Instagram sometimes. A little pizza, yeah. little pizza party. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll make the dough a couple of days in advance. Let it sit in the fridge and do its thing. Love that. People think making pizza dough is hard. It's four. It's four ingredients. It takes like it's ten. Not minutes hard. Just let it sit. You put it in a thing and it does this. <coughs> I know this is an yeah. Or you can podcast. just do that. If you don't have a mixer, you can just do it by hand. It really takes a little bit for it just to come come into a ball, and then just let it sit for a while. Hmm. Man, I'm going to go do nothing for the rest of the day. I was going to say, I'm going to edit this and I'm actually off until I drive down to Connecticut on Thursday. So I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, work for another hour and then I'm going to the range. Maybe I'll even play a little golf today. I don't know. Yeah. Get out there. Yeah. I haven't touched a club in a while because of the, um, us open. So I gotta, I gotta go hit some balls. Yeah. All right, brother. We'll go feel better. 
At least uh, if we'll you do. still have COVID this weekend, you got a golf tournament to watch. So yeah, look at these, look at these, these lines. There's no doubt there, dude. You couldn't have more COVID if you tried. <laughs> <laughs> like on Sunday, I took my first test, and like the line was like barely. And I'm like today, I'm like maybe I maybe I had a little low, 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 low COVID. No. No, no, no. That is that is heavy COVID. <laughs> that is thick red line COVID. <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of COVID right there. That is just a lot of COVID, man. Yeah. Oh, so God. Thanks for listening because it was hard for me to talk. Sorry, it sounded awful. <laughs> I know I've, I've listened to podcasts before. People are sick. I'm like, ah, it sounds terrible. So if you didn't like it, sorry. Yeah. yeah, sorry. We'll be back next week, whatever. I don't even know. What is next week? Oh, I know what next week is. Do you know what next week is? It's the it's the tournament that everybody likes to make fun of. No, what is it? The uh, the JDC. The JDC. John Deere Classic in Wisconsin. I like I like Steve Stricker in that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach Johnson. <laughs> Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, <laughs> that other guy from the old guy from the Senior Tour. What's Correct. his name? Jerry, Jerry Campbell, Jerry. I don't know. There's always some old senior guy from Wisconsin who always seems to be in contention there. Yeah. <laughs> then all right, they all well, get yeah. on a flight. They always get on a flight and go right over to the British Open, which I always thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, because the John Deere Classic, and then I think the next two tournaments after that are over there, right? Because yeah. what is it? The John Deere Classic, the Scottish Open, and then the Open? Yeah. Oh, so Rory's only going to be off for two weeks before the Open. For some reason, I thought it was three. I'm like, three's a long time, but two, that's fine. Yeah. He'll come back. Was he going to play the Scottish or is he just going to go right to the British? I don't think he's playing in the Scottish. I don't huh. think so, which is kind of weird because he he's played uh, the week before a major, I think every major so far, hasn't he? What was the week before the yeah. PGA? You missed a cut at the Evel. Oh, no, no, no. That was Masters. No, that was the Masters. Uh, Canadian, he won. I don't know. I got COVID brain. Yeah, I, I don't remember either, but. We're very close to the open, which is very exciting because that that's going to be incredible. San, the the major venues that we've had this year, we've been spoiled. Southern Hills, Augusta, Country Club, and then we go to go to San Andrews to end the year. Incredible. Well, everybody, uh, look for me on TV. I'll be the really handsome guy inside the ropes. Um, You'll be the awkward we'll talk guy in to the background. You, correct. I I will have my arms <laughs> crossed trying to get out of everybody's way. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy, enjoy the travelers, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday for the uh, one of the best events on on tour. And jokingly nicknamed the uh, the fifth major, the John Deere Classic. Yes, see you. <laughs>